The In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information, visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an author, success mindset mentor, and TV show host, American Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman. Greetings, Stephanie. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and I want to thank you for joining me today, Nigel. This is a fantastic opportunity for me, and it's wonderful to meet you around the world. Indeed, virtually, but meeting yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. So where do you live at the moment? I live in Chicago, Illinois, in the U.S. So did you grow up there? No, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, stayed there till after I finished college, uh, got married and moved to Florida. So I lived in Florida for a lot of years. So I claim Florida is my home, but I eventually relocated uh, to Chicago and I've been here since. I understand you attended university. Which qualifications did you obtain? Yes, I got a master's in business administration from the University of Chicago. Uh, which is located in Chicago, which was a fantastic experience because they do a great job with combining finance, marketing, and economics. So you get an entire, I guess you get a lot of information about how to run the entire business. So that was great for me. And it fit into what I was beginning to do personally uh, on my own. Then I decided ah, the business side of money wasn't enough. So then I went to the University of Sedona and got a PhD in, uh, in holistic counseling where I could learn the spiritual side of how people use money. Well, I understand you specialize in helping people overcome painful experiences and adversity. So has there been a particular experience that changed your life or inspired you to go into that line of work? Yes, and there were several, but the one that actually made me decide to finally do something about how I thought about how I handled decisions around everything, including money, was homelessness. I uh, was homeless and part of my life. Lost, uh, got a divorce lost my job, lost everything that comes with that. In the U.S., we have a saying that every woman is one divorce away from, from poverty, and that was my instance. So having been homeless and having to get back on my feet, I realized that there were a lot of decisions that went into that. Uh, nobody plans for homelessness, but 
We don't do a good job planning for not being homeless either. Uh, we spend more money than we have. We're not looking at the emotions behind the money, which is the reason for the uh, holistic counseling part of the background. And then just the financial background, how to handle financial decisions every day uh, without us really realizing it. We, every decision we make will eventually show up in our finances. And what people don't like to talk about their finance, about their emotions but they will talk about the finances. So when you sit down and talk about your money, what were you thinking when you did this? What were the emotions behind that? What was going on in your life? That's a much easier conversation than, you know, I woke up, I just couldn't get out of bed. I don't know how I was feeling. Money is something that we think happens outside of ourselves. So it's easier for me to help people change their lives by first starting with their finances. We all make mistakes in life. So how can we learn to forgive ourselves when we make poor choices? The first thing we have to understand and I ask people to think about is how we think about mistakes. So in life, there are choices and then there are choices. So there are choices that are going to move you forward. Then there are choices that are going to help you understand that you didn't have enough information to begin with. Sometimes we we don't even know it's a mistake. And we only know it's a mistake when we've gone through it and then we've looked at it and we see the outcome. And that's what I call living your life, driving your car, like looking through the rearview mirror. So you didn't have any idea that was going to happen. So first I want people to remember that when you made that decision, you made that decision with all the information that you had at the moment. As you went through the decision and the process of the decisions, you learned more. You learned things that you didn't know that you didn't know. So you have to actually give yourself a break and say, okay, I've learned something that I didn't know that I didn't know. How would you have known it? The other thing is now that you're here and as I say, you know, you've knocked down the puzzle and it's all around you. What do I do? First, it doesn't fix it to blame yourself. So just give up blame. Blame is another one of those procrastinating things that we do that keep us from moving forward. So what you have done is you've learned more. So I want you to learn, you write down the things that you learned that you didn't know. Also, in every decision you make, whether it ends up being good or bad, something went right. So what was that something that went right? I want you to write that down. Then I want you to write down what didn't go so well. What went wrong? And then I want you to look at what went wrong and ask yourself in the future going forward, what have I learned and what will I do differently? When I was raising my kids, I used when they would make mistakes or get in trouble, I would ask them one question. What has become clear to you now? And that's where I want you to focus on. What has become clear to you? Then as you do that, I want you to, and I ask you to write it down because we remember what we talk about and write about and read. And then I want you to look at that. So the next time you have to make a decision, you've got much more information about how things work together. So you won't make that decision again. Now, I give you two times to make a decision that's wrong. And then on the third time, we have to talk about whether or not that's a habit for you. And what are you getting from that habit? Why do you keep doing that? What's the payoff? What's the emotional payoff for you in the long run? Are you getting more attention from people that you weren't getting before? Are people running to your aid, helping you and making you feel special? So you've got to look at that part too. You mentioned not blaming ourselves, but how do we stop blaming ourselves? How do we stop beating ourselves up if we've made a bad life choice or a bad decision? So first off, we have to watch our language because we we cannot outlive our conversations. So we didn't make a bad decision. We just made a decision that didn't end up the way we thought. Doesn't make it good, doesn't make it bad. 
So I want us to detach from whether it was good or bad. What did we learn? That's what's important. You are never going to learn anything unless you have the courage to step out. And everything that you step out of and do is not going to be a 100% win for you. The best athletes don't win 100% of the time. But do they talk about their losses? No, they talk about what they did well. So I want us to learn to do that too. What did we do well? We win more than we lose. So when I start to work with people, I ask them to write a brag list. I want you to write down five things that you have accomplished and you know it doesn't matter when, just in your lifetime, five things that you have accomplished that you can brag about. So when you start to blame yourself, I want you to pull that list out because I want you to know that you are much more than that mistake. And we have to remember some of the greatest people have have fallen and made mistakes in front of others. I remember Bill Gates out when he rolled out, first time he rolled out windows. Uh, on national television, it didn't work. Did that stop him? Is he sitting there thinking about that now? Okay, no. But what he is thinking about are the lessons that he's learned. he learned from that. And then he takes those lessons into the next decision. And then what he's going to learn from that, he takes that in the next decision. But this is a process and decisions that we need to do whether we believe, whether we call it good or bad. Even in a good decision, you ask yourself, what went right, what went wrong, and what could I do better? So that when you start in the future to make the next decision, I want you to use a basic decision tree. What happens if this goes exactly as I anticipated? What do I need to be prepared? How do I prepare for that? What if it's wildly successful, better than I ever imagined? How do I prepare for that? Because if it is and you're not prepared for that, you're not going to be able to capitalize off it. And then the other one is, what happens if this just goes terribly wrong? What do I need to do? When you have a plan for those three scenarios, no matter what happens, you're prepared. So then your conversation will be, well, this didn't go quite as expected, but me and I was able to, I was able to capitalize off of this because I did this because I was ready for it. It's just a matter of being as ready as you possibly can for the outcome, no matter what it will be, because we don't control the outcome. Well, Stephanie, you are the founder of the Champagne Connection. So when did you begin that organization and what are the key objectives? I started the Champagne Connection. Uh, we incorporated it in 2007. I actually started it longer, long before then. And it started as a conversation between us and a group of friends. And we were talking about everything we needed to have our life better. And we were sitting around. We were having a glass of champagne, actually. And I said, yeah. Those are like champagne moments. So anything that you need to have a good life, I need to connect you to. So I'm going to connect you to your champagne life. So what is it that you need? So that's how we started. Uh, and then I started with uh, dealing with people who had similar lives as mine, similar experiences. So I have the homelessness piece. I was sexually molested. You name it, it seemed like it happened to me. I had a terminal illness. So I started to delve into those experiences and figure out what I learned from it. So you learn to take better care of yourself. You learn to actually watch the decisions that you make and the feelings that you have when you're using your money, as well as when you are deciding who's going to be your confidant or, or your spouse. So that's how we got started. I do a series of workshops. I do one-on-one um, -on -one counseling. And I do, I, well, within non, in the non-pandemic days, we were actually doing physical workshops um, we're getting ready to switch those to actual virtual workshops so stephanie you're also an author what are your books called and what are they about my newest book is called creating a masterpiece from a master mess 
my first book was, yes, because I was a master mess, right? So in that book, I deal with the principles that I use in order to change my life and get it on the path that I believed I needed to be on. So I talk a lot about forgiveness. I talk a lot about gratitude. I show you visualization techniques, how to stay in the moment, because if you're blaming yourself for something that was in a passion, not in the moment, you have to stay in the moment because that's your only point of power. You can't do anything about what happened yesterday, but you can do everything about what's going to go on in this moment. And then we talk about how to plan to succeed. So in the in the forgiveness piece, that helps you deal with blame because mostly we're pretty decent at forgiving other people. We just are really hard when it comes to forgiving ourselves. So we have to show ourselves the same grace that we show other people. And I deal with a lot of forgiveness techniques. Uh, some are easy to use. Some are more involved. But I try to give people a plethora of, of ways to deal with every one of those concepts. So you talk about forgiveness. Which book covers that? So that's generally been one of my forgiveness has been one of my things through all of my books. But in detail, we, we go into detail in creating a masterpiece from the master mess. There are a lot of techniques that I use. One of my favorite techniques when it comes to forgiveness is I do a simple forgiveness prayer. So sometimes when I'm forgiving others, I, you start where you are. So sometimes I say, okay, I forgive you if you don't get hit by a train. And if I say that often, I eventually get to, I just forgive you. So you have to keep doing it every day. And I say you forgive every day. Not sometimes, but every day. So think of forgiveness as a rug that's on your floor. If you don't lift that rug and sweep under it, it gathers dust. So you have to forgive every single day. They can be simple things. People cut me off on traffic. Forgive every single thing that made you a little upset, that moved you off your square. And just uttering the words, I forgive that, I release that, and I let that go, is incredibly powerful. But as people, we're expecting some magic but we don't know that that is the magic. And as you start to do that every day, you think about it, and then you start to forgive people that you have harmed. But sometimes that's the piece we live, we leave out. We always focus on what was done to us, but we need to realize that sometimes we cut people off in traffic too. Okay. Sometimes at, at, in the U.S. at the, at the uh, Black Friday sale, sometimes we took that sweater out of that person's hand too. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to forgive ourselves for that. So, Stephanie, what other interests do you have? Gosh, I play piano. I've been playing piano for a while. It uh, helps me get totally outside of what's going on in this world. And um, I've been an avid walker, but during the pandemic, I have picked up hiking and I do five miles a day. Wow. So those I read and I write. Are you still doing your TV show? I am. I'm still doing my TV show. During the pandemic, we moved to uh, a Zoom podcast platform which actually works even better than going into the studio, even though the studio was really exciting. So I cover topics that are are very relevant to our society in the U.S. So I cover topics, of course, about being homeless and what you can do, how to eat better, uh, how to have a healthy diet uh, when you don't have a lot of money, how to actually start to uh, live your dreams. I even do series on how to start your business for under $100. I do a lot when it comes to reform for police, reform for um, jail time here, jail sentencing here. Because you know in the U.S., this is a country that has more people in jail and prison than any other civilized country in the world. So I do a lot of those pieces. And I do a lot about uh, how to actually use gratitude to improve your life. 
how we do a lot about budgeting, a lot about how to handle money. Uh, we try to cover everything that you will need to help you start to live a better life today. And most of them, the things that we share are actually things that don't cost any money. They just cost you a little time and a little commitment. So what's your TV show called and where can people find it? Uh, the television show is called A Sip of Inspiration. I sort of liken it to little sips of inspiration where we uh, help you understand just how important you are. And as long as we are all doing what we love, what we radiate in the world is love. And that's more powerful than what we tend to focus on, which is the opposite of hate. So you can find it on, we have YouTube channels, so all of my shows are out there. And it's under my name, Stephanie Wilson Coleman. You can either, I'm known as the Empowerment Doctor, so you can find a lot of things in Empowerment Doctor. They're all posted on, um, some are on my website, sipofinspiration.com also. So, Stephanie, what are your plans for the future? What is on your bucket list? What's on my bucket list? Oh, my God. <laughs> to climb a mountain and to do skydiving. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> well, that sounds adventurous. So, Stephanie, how can people contact you? They can contact me through my website, which is champagneconnection.com. C-H-A-M-P-A-G-N-E, like the liquor, connection, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N.com. And then my email is S-E-W-C at ChampagneConnection.com. Of course, I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the major social medias too. So, Stephanie in Chicago, Illinois, USA, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And it has been a pleasure meeting you. We've got to do this more often. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon. The podcast series hosted by author Nigel Beckles, featuring discussions with award-winning authors, therapists, coaches, musicians, plus individuals with intriguing stories to share. Available on all major podcast platforms now. 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 now.